0: morning bitches and welcome to wellness for real it's your girl marlena and today we have a very special episode of the good the bad and the ugly of ww felicia and i chat with elena aka elena.evolving on instagram she is a former member and employee of ww and we just talk about the good things and some of the not so great things about the program. We hope that you'll go into this episode with an open mind and willing to learn. Don't skip over the last 10 or so minutes where Elena really talks about sitting in discomfort and how we can grow from that. And I hope that that's exactly what happens when you listen to this episode. As always, make sure you're leaving us a review if you're enjoying the podcast. And uh, let's get it started, y'all. It's time to get real. So, we got Elena here today. Uh, how are you doing, girl?
1: I'm doing well. I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited to be with you guys. So, thank you.
0: Yes, we're so excited to chat with you. You're like my Instagram twinsy. So, you have a very know, special place I in know. my heart.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> we,
0: I feel <laughs> like our our thoughts are like always on the same wavelength. <laughs>
1: They are the same, yes.
0: <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know Elena, so why don't you go ahead and just share a little bit about yourself and your journey to
1: where you are now? Yeah. So wow, it has been huh, such a long journey, it feels like. Um, but basically I joined WW. Um, right after I had graduated college. So when I was in college and like basically my whole life, I'd kind of, you know, struggled with feeling um, like I wasn't active, struggling with my weight, feeling um, just like not great in my body. And when I graduated college, I was like, you know what? You know, I'm out of college. I can um, finally kind of try to get a hold on this. Um, And so I joined WW Weight Watchers then. um, And I started you know working the program a little bit slowly um because i was honestly a little bit embarrassed um, to say that i was on ww like no one really knew i kind of like snuck out and went to the workshops and um but i did see a little bit of progress um and then in the a couple months into my journey i guess i decided to sign up for a 5k um which at that point i had never run like 30 seconds without stopping. You know, I was very, I was so winded. I I just always thought like, I'm not a runner. I'm not an active person, but um, that was actually the first time I like saw any success because I had this goal and I did the couch to 5k app and I, you know, did walk run intervals. And then by the end I was able to run for a half hour, three miles without stopping. And that was such a good feeling. and so then after once I saw that, I kind of like had a little bit of, I had something to hang my hat on, you know? So I was like, oh, maybe I can really work this program. And so I kind of, I just did the whole thing and I, I never really got into um, very like restrictive habits or, or any really disordered eating habits. Um, and I had a lot of success on the program where I lost about 50 pounds Um, And I then kind of got a little bit of of traction. Some people at WW reached out to me and they um, saw my story on Connect, which for those of you who don't know, it's the the social media platform for um, WW members. And so they reached out and I got a video shoot and a photo shoot and they came to Chicago and they got all glammed up. And I, um, was really like a poster child for this program. I loved it. I loved that. I didn't feel like I was, um, giving up too much. I didn't feel like I had to, um, I didn't feel like I had to like kill myself in order to uh, live a healthier lifestyle. And so I basically like shouted it from the rooftops. I was on the front page of the website. I had this video that was on connect and Oprah introduced it. I was on the page, like the back front, the back page of the, of the WW magazine. and then I decided to become a WW coach. Um, and I had a, I, I had a, um, a workshop that I led for about, I think it was about a year, a year and a half maybe. Um, and then I, I resigned just because of life stuff. Um, no real issues with the program at that point. Um, but I had been kind of realizing it was really tough for me to hold on to those 50 pounds lost um, because I, I was really focused on getting, on losing the weight. Um, and as I like just started to live my life in a little bit more of a relaxed way, like those, I would gain like one or two pounds or like three or four pounds. And I would kind of like, ugh, like seize up a little bit about that and be really nervous because that 50 pounds was such a badge of honor for me. Um, so, but then when I got to be a coach, I didn't have to weigh in all the time, so I could still have like my lifetime member status, and I and I didn't have to think about losing the weight. But once I had once I had um, resigned, then I felt like I was like kind of lost because I had gained a little bit more weight. Um, which was crazy though. I mean, we'll get into this when we talk about the good, the bad. Oh, we will. (laughs) Yes. But so basically, I guess I can like fast forward a little bit, but I was kind of thinking about like, oh man, like, is is this sustainable? Like, am I, is being in this headspace where I'm, you know, Nervous about a couple pounds—is that really sustainable for me? And then as like the year went on, a couple years, and then you know the pandemic hits and everything. I'm I'm still like a WW member, still going to virtual workshops. And then in summer, I'm just kind of thinking like, I don't know. I read a couple books and um, started thinking about like, oh, do I trust myself to live without this program? Um, and it was really difficult for me to answer that question because I had so much success with this program. So. As I started like loosening my grip on WW and kind of loosening that relationship, um, I didn't engage with the app every day uh, like I had been. And I kind of just started feeling this, this comfort level. And then, you know, a couple things happened um, with the company uh, and I just, you know, cut ties. And it was a little bit scary um, because it was something that was such a big part of my life. But at this point, I have found so much freedom in, um just trying to live my life with the thing, like the good things I've learned from WW and then just being myself and trying to trust myself. So that's where I am at now. So that was kind of long winded, but (laughs) I've been all over the board basically. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Which I think is kind of, something we can all relate to, right? Like, I mean, obviously our stories all look a little bit different, but, um, that's definitely something I think a lot of people relate to, especially once you do find success specifically with WW or really, I guess any type of program or diet. Um, and then you kind of get to that, like quote unquote goal. And then you're like, well, shit, (laughs) like, how do I stay here? Right. Um, so that's what we want to talk about today is like the good, the bad and the ugly of this program. Um, and I think that a lot of this stuff can be said about many different programs or diets. Right. Um, so let's start out with the good. Cause we always like to start out with the positives and yes. you know, yes. yes. <laughs> I will
1: say that like, because this is such a big, a big topic, right? Like this is a, this is a, you know, they always brand, brand themselves as a lifestyle. Like, so this is, I understand that people have a lot of um investment in this company and in this brand and in this program and this is again not something that's just WW but in any lifestyle choice that we make we have a lot of investment in that And so sometimes when we're talking about the good or the bad or the ugly of something and when we have such an investment in that one thing that feels like a personal attack and so I don't I, I want us as listeners as hosts I mean we've we've been thinking about our place within this, um, program for a while, but I would just invite everyone who's listening to kind of come knowing that this is not your identity. Like you might find a little bit of discomfort here, but I would invite you into this space of thinking like, oh, okay. Th- I, how can I manage this? How can I manage this tension? This is not a personal attack on me. This is just a, 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 a view and a critique of a company. So I just wanted to say that I have been there. I remember like a couple years ago, when I was really deep in WW, there was a blogger who had done, or an Instagram, it, she was a, an ambassador for WW, and she had had a ton of success, and I was following her on Instagram, and I remember when she left WW, I felt so, I was like, well, she's not really, like, She's she's she, she has her disordered eating and this is this is a her problem. This isn't a WW problem because WW is fine. She's just not working the program well. So, but I've definitely come around to that, but I'm just letting I want all the listeners to know that like I have been there and I know what it's like to feel like an attack like someone leaving WW or critiquing WW feels like a personal attack. That's not what this is at all. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Yes, absolutely. Thank
0: you for saying that. You said that so well, probably better than I could have. I just would have said, listen up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you feel personally attacked by anything we're about to say, just take a moment to really reflect on why. Because we really are not our intention with this episode is definitely not. To attack you as a person or as a member. We want you to find success. We want you to be well and happy and healthy. And having this episode and talking about these difficult things is part of that, right?
1: It's so much better because you like just distilled it. I feel like I'm talking like (laughs) I'm very worried.
2: (laughs) Well, I think also though, we all know that we all sit here on this platform here because we all used Weight Watchers in some way, shape or form. And we all agree that there are things about it that are great and that have worked for us in one shape, one way, shape or form. But it is a diet and, and, and a diet is not something you're supposed to be on forever. It's not. You know what I mean? It's really a tool to help you get somewhere in your health journey. Um, and you said it really, really eloquently. It is a brand, you know, when they brand a lifestyle, that's a brand um, it is a diet, not a lifestyle. Like, I mean, I think a lifestyle is how you walk in the world and how you live every day. And that has nothing to do with a company mm-hmm. or a business, no matter what. It's like Nike, just do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> or whatever, you know what right. I mean? Like it's the same kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? But it's not, totally. uh, so I think let's jump into some of the good things that we love about the program. And absolutely, one is you guys, yeah. you know, just all so- the people that we've met.
0: Yeah, for sure. For me, like for someone so I think maybe I'm a rarer case. I had never really quote unquote dieted, I guess in my life be- prior to finding WW. Um now mind you I did a solid year of very intensive therapy to get to the root of my food issues before I joined WW. So I think that that's why oh, I have cool. found success. <laughs> um that is and honestly Yeah. And and if, and if you have had food issues your entire life, like most of us have, I highly suggest that before you try to diet to lose weight, you first get to the root of those issues, which we talk about all the time on the show. So we'll just reiterate that. Um, But when I discovered WW, what worked for me was that it was so simple. Like, I was like, Oh, like this is three points. This is five points. I have 23 points for the day or however many points you get. And it just, it really simplified it for me. And I'm a very competitive person. So it was just like, it was fun. And it just, it gave me a different insight on food, um, which I think happens for a lot of people that are like, Oh, this is like this new, shiny, exciting thing. Right.
1: Yeah. I can totally relate because I had not, yeah, I had not really tried to diet before that, um, but I I had actually joined, like, tried to join in college once, like, when I was back home for a summer, but it just, like, it didn't really stick, um, but what I appreciated about it was that exact same thing. Like, I, I wasn't doing a bunch of math. I wasn't thinking about, like, it, it made me aware of the nutrition value of foods without having to do a bunch of like, okay, wait, so what percentage of the like, protein? What percentage is whatever? It just, it really simplified it. And I love it that, that especially makes it accessible to a lot of people. I agree.
2: And I think for me, what I loved about it was that there were no bad foods. So once again, I really hadn't dieted a lot either. And I just like the fact that um, I can have a Snickers or a pizza, and it didn't matter. It was almost like just sort of balancing it out. And I've, every other thing that I've ever looked at was you're not supposed to have those things. You don't have sugar. You don't have this. You don't have that. Or you can only have this. And this was the only program that I ever really saw that no, you can have anything. You know, you don't maybe, and you can have it every day if you can figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> right? I mean, and that was the thing because it was always like, oh, I can't drink or I can't do this. And so, and so, like you said, it was very simple. And that's really what I liked about it. It didn't matter if you had money or no, if you were rich, like I can't do keto because I can't afford to spend $4,000 on beef, you know what I mean, or meat or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so I feel like it was accessible to everyone. And I felt like nothing was off limits. Mm-hmm. And that really was one of my favorite things about the program.
1: Yeah. I think going off of that was the idea that, um, It was beyond the scale, you know, they talked about that a lot. They talked about, um, you know, non-scale victories, like, and they talked a lot about the why behind why you wanted to join WW and with the addition of mindset, like, I think that that for me was one of the biggest reasons why I was able to stick with it. And it's actually, those are some, when I, like, when I think about the things I learned from WW that I stick with now I think the mindset piece is huge like they're they were very explicit in their workshop materials about like all or nothing thinking and the thinking behind like oh well I'll just like have a binge right now because today's lost or whatever and the idea of like celebrating small wins or small victories or, or just moving a little bit more. Like you don't have to, you don't have to run a marathon. You don't have to achieve really big goals for them to count. Um, and I think that they, they have very effective, um, like research behind habit forming. Um, and they, and they, they give those things to their members. So I think that, um, the mindset piece was huge. And I do want to say like, I, the, the mindset, even though I was in this program, um, I noticed friends talking like who have not been doing any programs. And I just noticed a lot of the ways that my friends were speaking had this weird, like fat phobic thing, you know, just things about like, Oh, well I have to like get skinny before we go to Florida or like, Oh, this, I have to like lose weight before my wedding or, you know, whatever. And, and some of those things I was like, Oh, I was able to recognize That those were not healthy thoughts because of the mindset work that WW had given me, which is kind of funny. Like, you'd think that someone within a WW would have more, you know, weird thoughts. Some do, though. We'll
0: We'll get there.
1: (laughs) Yeah,
0: we'll (laughs) get to that.
1: But, like, that was definitely something that I was like, oh, so actually, my WW exposure has given me better ways to think about something
2: just awesome yeah
1: Yeah. and I think that that really um that really
0: comes down to I think if you're like going to studios and you're going to workshops that really comes down to who is your leader what are they talking about how are they presenting the weekly information because I've been to many different workshops and I've been to some real bad ones um and I've been to some really great ones and um within that too, another great benefit of WW and I think why people get so attached to it is because of the community, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, I mean, I wouldn't know either one of you (laughs) if it wasn't for WW or the community of WW, right? Mm -hmm.
2: I joined before all those things that you mentioned when I did Weight Watchers none of those things existed. So I did it when points came up for the very first time. There was no Instagram. That's how I'm a date myself. There was no Instagram. They did not have the community. The only way you could have a community is by going to the meetings. Yeah. Um, they didn't have online, they didn't have any of it. Um, so it was definitely very different than it is now. And even though I still liked it and I had a good experience, it was still taught me all of those things. What you have was, is very different than what, you know, I, I had experienced. And so that's why when I came back around the second time to lose weight, I'd use some of the tools, but I didn't go to the program the same way at all. I just took pieces of it that I really liked and incorporated into my lifestyle. But I was really grateful for the, the tools that I had because I think that's how anything should be used. You know, you take pieces of it. Nothing is a hundred percent perfect. Um, absolutely period, you and know I find so. what works for you yeah yeah
1: I think another thing about WW that is is good is that they do try to be responsive to new things you know every year they come out with some kind of new yes. uh, new uh like maybe it's a new program or maybe it's like an extension of the program or or some other things and I think they do try to be relatively uh yeah. <laughs> they do try to be relatively like responsive. Um, but, but I
2: do like the community. I mean, that's the only reason why I joined Instagram because I'm like, I don't know anything about Instagram. I don't care all I want. <laughs> I like to cook though. I love to cook and I always like to cook and find healthier versions of the foods that I like no matter what. And that was what drew me to Instagram and drew me to the Weight Watcher community, not because I was doing Weight Watcher dieting because I knew I could find really yummy meals. And I, and then I met all these really incredible people and found all these, I mean, It was like the best thing ever. And so, and I'll continue to do it no matter what kind of lifestyle I have. So I'm super grateful for the community and the people that I've met. I mean, I don't think I could replace it. So
0: yeah, I would agree for that. Yeah. And thankful for the people that uh, still stay a part of your community, even if you decide to leave the program. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a great segue into the bad. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think for me, one of my... Biggest issues with the program, even when I was in the program and going to workshops, um, was just it never felt sustainable for me forever. And what I mean by that is just like the idea of tracking my food forever didn't feel sustainable. The idea of hitting lifetime and then staying within two pounds of my goal weight is like mind-blowingly unsustainable. Um so those were kind of the two main issues I always have with the program. So because of that, when I was losing weight actively, um, I would like practice not tracking, right. I would just not track for a week or I, but I wouldn't eat any differently. Yeah. Right. So I was just trying to like, make sure that that habit wasn't something that I like needed to rely on forever because there's no way I could do that forever.
1: Yeah. I think that like, when I think about the bad or, you know, the dark side of WW, I think for me, it comes down to kind of what you were saying and like, It's not sustainable and it's not sustainable for a reason because they need to make money yeah they if 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 the goal was truly to help people have a healthy lifestyle they would have these habits and you know but the thing is they do say it is sustainable because it is sustainable if you're like as a company like they're like you know this is sustainable Like you can do it forever there are weight watchers members who have been members for like 20, 30 years, but it's because they engage at like so often, they they track so many things, but it's only sustainable within the confines of WW, right? It's not sustainable if you like, if you decide to leave. Um and like, like their goal is not to create healthy habits so that you can like go out into the world and and, like (laughs) not rely on them anymore. Right. The goal
2: is to make money. So you can be a Weight Watcher member for 30 years. That doesn't mean you, you're not overweight. Like it doesn't mean you're healthy. I mean, like it doesn't mean you're not, but most people, as I follow Instagram, I see them losing and gaining. And mentally what that does to people is very unhealthy. So your physical body might look okay. And maybe you are within your range, but people that are losing their minds over two pounds for eight months. I mean, I'm watching people going up and down over these three pounds for eight months, like the same three pounds. I mean, it's really, it's really hard to see that. And
0: that's normal. <laughs> Your body so, is not going to stay right. the exact same weight and forever. So that's just not reality. I think
2: for <laughs> me, the, when I think of the bad and what I realized was, um, because I had actually lost weight really easily on the program. I don't think I ever gained once. I've never dieted before when I tried it the first time I lost weight very like every single week I lost weight I maintained it for probably a couple of years and then you know I'm a little older than you guys so my body changed a little bit and things are different and but what I realized was that the piece that was missing was how do you keep a healthy lifestyle without all of this shit. That's Mm -hmm. the part that was missing. It's like, if I don't want to count points and I just want to live my life, that was the part that they don't give you because if they give you that, then you don't come back and spend money. So, which is okay. It's a business. I mean, that's how it works. And I mean, that's how it works, and I think we're all smart enough to to know that. Do you know what mm. I mean? To under well, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't I mean think, to under,
0: and that's why we're talking about this, right? right. Because I, I think mean, a lot of members, um, and I know we talked about this before we started recording, but I think for a lot of members, their identity becomes so
2: ingrained in, ingrained
0: in WW that it's like you can't say anything. I don't even want to say that it's like, negative, but it's like, well, it's the truth, truth. right? It's, it's a truth. corporation. It's a business and they need to make money. right? right? How are they? How do they make money? They make money with new members and they make money with make people money failing with, and coming back back. And they probably
2: make more money with people that don't leave. I mean, just
0: right. Yeah. And then there's that too. Exactly. You
2: know, retention. I mean, that's the goal of any business. Once again, we talked about this. This is what my background is. Any business is to keep customer i mean nobody wants to go you to come to cub foods and never come back nobody wants you to buy one sweatsuit and not to buy another one they want you to come back (laughs) over and over retention is what makes a business money and so i don't fault them for it at all i mean that's just what that's how you run a business and they are before anything else they are a business that is the core of what they are um, and that just people have to sort of see that and accept it and understand that. So when we talk about all the other things that have bothered us about them, you know, they're business. So, I mean, people like the three of us are not their demographic. That's not like their business.
1: Yeah. I think my main issue with WW, which is basically the reason why I decided to leave and kind of like distance myself from WW is that, I just started doing a lot of reading about um, just the way that our, you know, everyone knows that 2020 kind of like upended everything in the way that we thought about everything, right? It just was a giant disruption. And so I started, you know, doing some reading. And one of the books I read was The Body is Not an Apology by Sonia Renee Taylor. Oh my gosh, you guys, you need to read this book. It's so good. But something that she talks about is that, is that, we have this system of bodily hierarchy that we just, it's in everything. And it's just how we kind of like live our lives. It's how society is built, you know, and it it shows up in a lot of different ways. It shows up with like the system of bodily hierarchy. You believe that like some bodies are better than other bodies. And that's, that's how we get racism, right? We think that like white bodies are better than black bodies, or that's how we get sexism. Because male bodies are better than female bodies. And that's how we get ageism because younger bodies are better than, than older bodies. And that's how we get fat phobia. The idea that skinny thin bodies are better than big fat bodies. And, and this, and, and basically, and so diet culture, which is a kind of a buzzword that a lot of people are using now, but diet culture is basically the attitudes and the beliefs and the practices that kind of make fat phobia show up in the world it's like how diet culture is how we make sure that fat phobias agenda gets done right like the it's making it's going on diets because we're scared about being fat it's it's making you know stupid memes about pandemic weight gain because right. you think that that's a joke. You know, it's it's all of these little it's waves. The
2: fake BMI that some weird mathematician made up.
1: Right. Like. Yes, like, and and tying your, you know, like your, your identity, like, oh my gosh, okay. So like what's my BMI right now? Like, like that is that is diet culture. And so I think I wanted to like say. I wanted to define that term a little bit and and kind of go into basically like that's my biggest problem with WW is that it is weight incentivized even though there are ways that you can you know you can decide to be a member and just check healthy habits without just checking like lose weight and healthy habits that's which good. is good that's and I, I I do I think that's good I think that's another thing I forgot to mention for the good part. but and even though they have all of these things about mindset and all of these things, you know, to kind of broaden it so that it's not just a restrictive diet, at the end of the day, it is to lose weight and to and and it's weight incentivized. So even like I remember a couple of years ago when they came out with the wellness wins, um, I was even like talking to my therapist about this and I was like, Oh my God, like actually saying about wellness wins out of my mouth. I was like, you know how you like say something you're, like, Oh my gosh, is that <laughs> real? It's like, yes. Yeah, so you have to like, you can get these wellness wins by tracking your habits and they're basically points. And for, you know, if you exercise, you can get, you can get five wellness wins, but if you weigh yourself, you get 50 wellness wins. Like. Oh, I don't know like, that at, like it's, it's so incentivized on weight. And I was still a member when this new iteration rolled out. I think like WW plus, I think is what they're calling it. And I was like, okay, well, let me see, let me see what they have here. And I was like, maybe they'll focus more on the habits and less on the weight loss. But even then going through it, it was like, why do you want to lose weight? Why like losing weight? And I was like, oh, just screw this. I don't care about like, I I and I was gonna say I don't care about losing weight, which I know is like really tricky for a lot of people because like 50 pounds ago I did care about losing weight. So it's a lot easier for me to do that now. Um but just the fact that like I don't know, I, I think that this is a really tough place to be in because people do want to be healthy. And I can't, I cannot, like I am not who I am now without. WW. Like there's no None way. That, yeah. There's no way that I'm like healthy and active and I'm, I'm not that person without WW. So I can't say like, it's completely bad, but just thinking about like the way that it's so incentivized and it can get in people's heads about like, you, you know, the, the way our society is set up with this system of bodily hierarchy, like you get praised when you become smaller and you get praised for habits that might not be sustainable or healthy, but you get praised because you're becoming smaller. And so maybe you do get really into your head about like, I have to be within my points and I have to, I can't eat these things. I can only eat these zero point foods. And, you know, you can really get in a tough headspace. but people don't see that. People just see your shrinking body and they praise that. And then you see that success, with ww and you're saying like this thing is the thing that's giving me love, that's getting me love and praise from other people
2: validating and so- you
0: I think yes just yeah. this thing preaching so- over here
2: yeah <laughs>
0: love it yeah you know yes. i i just want to share a personal story so when i was like in my i was like the dub dub mode, you know what I'm saying? When you're like all about it, you're slaying those weight loss goals. Yes. Um, and at the time I was working in retail and my boss, who was a man, um, you know, we obviously talked a lot and he, um, confided in me that he struggled with bulimia, um, at different stages <laughs> in his life. Um, you know, and we were just talking about like my weight loss and, you know, I was just like, Oh, you should try WW. Like it's so great. Blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, and fast forward, um, he didn't try it, but (laughs) that's okay. Um, and you know, we were at work one day and he was like drinking a Mountain Dew or something. And I was like, do you know how many points that is? And he's like. And, and it was such a like slap in the face for me because like I really thought about it. I like went on my break and I was like, why the fuck did I say this to this guy? Like, is it someone who struggles with body image issues? Who's told me stories of literally throwing up in the bathroom after lunch and then coming out and people going, oh, wow, you look so great. You know, and I'm sitting here shaming him my for drinking a shaming. fucking Mountain Dew, <laughs> point shaming him. And for me, that was like a huge turning point because I was like, I am becoming obsessed Mm -hmm. with this idea that like everything has point values and it does kind of create this good and bad. How often do we hear people say, oh, that's not point friendly because it's over seven points or, oh, that was, that was, I used too many points or I went too far into my weeklies or I'm going to remove these crumbs so that my bread is two points less or whatever. Like,
2: (laughs) yeah.
1: creating some disorders. Seriously, stuff I sure. think like, and, and that's, that's another thing that's like the bad of WW is like, even though they can try to distance themselves from diet culture and say, we're not a diet, you know, there's no it good in diet. Bad. It's, you it's can't still, distance it's
2: yourself. Bad. You are a diet disguised as healthy, a healthy lifestyle. Exactly. Let's just be clear. It is a exactly. diet. Okay, counting points is counting calories or macros in a super easy way. There's nothing clear, wrong with it. people-
0: Right. Exactly. I was going to say, to be clear, that. there's nothing wrong with <laughs> wanting to diet, right? Like, Or I feel being our like Weight this,
2: Watchers. There's nothing wrong with it.
0: Yeah. There's this idea that saying like diet culture is this bad thing, which it is like we all there's- have it instilled in our brains. Right. But like wanting like where is that line where it's like, OK, but I want to diet because I want to be healthier or because I want to lose weight because it will make me healthier.
1: I I know it's something I I struggle with. I think for me
2: that what, what was different for me is that I didn't, my thought when I did it the first time was sort of like you, I hadn't ever tried to change my lifestyle. So I just was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And it was a diet. And then eventually I didn't gain all the way back, but I gained some back this time. It was what are, what I'm going to do is figure out what it's, I can do forever. So what are the things that when you go into something, not knowing what it is. So when you join Weight Watchers for the first time and you don't know what it is, you have no idea until you start to do it. So you, you don't know. So this time for me, I was like, okay, I need to just, it wasn't vanity driven like before because I'm older and it was more health related But it was like, okay, everything I'm choosing, I have to make some choices that I'm going to commit to forever. So listen, I cannot eat fat-free sour cream ever. So I'm never going to eat it. You know what I mean? It's just not going down. But can I work out two days a week for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Can I do this for the rest of my life? Yep. Yep. So it was for me this time, it was approaching things with that mindset so that it was a healthy lifestyle. So can I count points, maybe three days a week, just to make sure that I'm keeping myself in a space that feels structured, like that I'm not going off the fucking rails. Cause I will do that sometimes because I am an emotional eater. If I'm happy, I'm going to eat something. If I'm cram, I'm going to eat something. If I'm sad, I'm going to eat something. So yep, I'm going to do that. That's my, my way of keeping myself sort of in check a little bit just to make sure. So I had to approach it. In that way, not all or nothing every single day. Fucking I, I worked off, I get one extra point, like not that way. Right. Um, so, everybody has to find that for themselves. And for some people, they will do Weight Watchers for the rest of their lives and it will be their lifestyle. But for most people, because I'm watching you all, You're struggling. You know what I mean? (laughs) And you're having a hard time, especially this pandemic really is, I think, made it really even more in your face because everyone's at home staring at the fridge every fucking time they go to work to the living room and the back and the living room and back. You know, it's really hard. So I think that's it. You know, it is a diet, but you it's not a lifestyle, it's not a diet. And it is a diet. I
1: think that I think that the like for me thinking about like diet culture and, and WW and how it fits together. And how do we, how do we think about like our space in it? Um, I found it helpful again, Sonya Renee Taylor talked about this on Brene <laughs> Brown's podcast, but, but she was talking about, cause they talked about this. She, Renee was like, I do keto because whatever, or paleo or like something. And I don't know, like, it's kind of like this weird space. Um, and I think there's a difference between like the what and the why, so thinking about the why you're doing something, like, are you, am, am I engaging in WW as, like, like you are, like, just so that I have a little bit of structure so that I can like take these tools where I need them. Is that, is that, and that's how I'm doing it, okay? So, that, so that's the what is like, the, the why is wanting to be healthy and the what is using WW to have a little bit of structure right and like for example like for me i'm i'm gluten free because i literally have celiac disease right. so i'm gluten free so that's my that's my what right i'm gluten free my why is because i have celiac disease but for a lot of other people there are people who decide to be gluten free because because of diet culture you know because mm-hmm. of this trendy carbs right because it's trendy or whatever it's a new so, thing yeah, yeah i think that you can look at your look at yourself and say like okay if my why is to be healthier do i need ww all the time do 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 i truly need it all the time do i or can i even try it without it like for me when i answered that question i was like you know what i think i can probably try it without it and even though like seriously a couple months ago i would have said like absolutely not i'll be on ww for the rest of my life cuz that's where i felt comfortable but I also was thinking about this when I was interviewed for WW a couple years ago, they said like, what's one of the things that you're, that you've learned or whatever. And I I said something to the effect of, I learned that the words I can't are not really in my vocabulary because I always thought that I would just be inactive. And I ended up running two marathons and completely changing my life and having knowledge about food and whatever. And so it, it just was funny to me thinking then, if I had already said I can't, that doesn't exist for me, but then I'm saying I can't leave WW. <laughs> i like, like, I was like, oh, whoa, okay, hold the phone. Because if I've already shown that I am capable of change and evolution in in weight loss and in lifestyle change, like what's to say that I can't do it again in another vein. And Marlena, you say this on, on Instagram. And like I say this all the time too. It's like, it's not WW that's doing it for you. Like you're you, you are doing it. You're not yeah. some passive person who's just like sitting back and letting a company do all the work for you. So I think, right. that can, I think that you can try to take, and again, it's like this discomfort that you're managing, like if you, if you truly don't think that you can live without WW, like maybe just like try to manage that tension a little bit and see like, can can we take a little bit of time off? Can we like try a couple different things and try to loosen things? So I think that that's kind of where I've come down with how, how can I still like be, achieve my goals, but also know that like diet culture is really harmful for a lot of people, um, even if we don't think it is. And yeah. the tools
2: are there. You can always they're there. Like, I mean, you've learned yeah. them, they're there. If you feel like you, I mean, need them, they're there. And I think for a lot of people, especially people that are in that weight loss space, I mean, I don't want people to feel like we're saying you can't go on a diet or you can't lose weight. I think you sit where you sit because you've evolved. You've gotten to that space. People exactly. don't start there. You know yeah. what I mean? It it takes years to get to where you are. And I think. bottom line is is this, this is about people understanding that when you go on a program like Weight Watchers there is you need to evolve and you can't get mad at people that are evolving you know what I mean and take it personal that because everyone here has done a program that we do appreciate and we see that there are tools that have value but we're evolving from it and that doesn't mean that we're not worth you paying attention to what we have to say or that there isn't value in what we're doing because we no longer use Weight Watchers as our main you know, sort of source to continue to be healthy. And I am finding in the Instagram sort of space that if you evolve from Weight Watchers, people sort of try to, they write you off or something, or they think that you're like saying it's bad. And that's not what we're saying. You know, we appreciate Weight Watchers for what it's done for us, but now we're evolving from it and we still support people that do it, but know that it's meant there for you to start, but not to move on from and sort of find your own rhythm. You know what I mean? For what works for you. And then save your money for cute clothes.
1: Um, (laughs) I think that that is something that really needs to be said is that like we can't no one is on the journey at the same time and like I know it was kind of it was it was kind of trendy to like delete your WW account because of um some maybe kind of ugly thing. Well maybe this will be a transition. We'll get um, there. (laughs) Some some racial things that happened and I, I didn't want like that started making me like I was kind of proud of people for for like doing something, you know, standing up for something. But then I was also like whoa whoa like for me I had to like it took months for me to like loosen my grip, like try to try to trust myself and and like it's not something that like I completely understand wanting to be rid of something but you have to allow yourself to grow and evolve and we are not no one is well I don't know at least for myself. I'm not expecting people to like have all the tools right away because that's not yeah. it for anyone. So no.
0: 100% and i think that that company that big. and we actually talked about that while that was going on while everybody was kind of just like dropping dub dub and i'm like and i would get people that would tag me be like i canceled my dub dub are you proud of me and i'm like but like that's not the point
2: point <laughs> right? right
0: and we'll we'll get into that but i do just want to touch on a couple of uh maybe just one other bad before we move into the ugly um and i think within this and i think that this happens with a lot of different diets is people become very cult like with it. They become very attached. Right. And you see it, it's it's WW keto. Like you say something bad about keto and the keto people come for you. You know, you say something bad about dub dub, same thing. Right. So there's this kind of like weirdness around it. And like recently um, I was actually posting reviews from our podcast, just like on Instagram, just sharing reviews. And one of the reviews just mentioned something about um, how our podcast was great for people like recovering from WW or something like that. I can't remember the exact verbiage. And I got so many DMS from Mm -hmm. bitches (laughs) upset. (laughs) And they're like, how dare you? This is where you came from. And I'm like, first of all, (laughs) WW is not where I came from. Okay. Get it right. Um, It's a tool I used in the yeah, it's a tool I used in the beginning of my journey. And no, I wouldn't be here without that tool. I mean, I could have done it a number of other ways as well. It's just the one that worked for me, but that doesn't, that doesn't like place worth on my journey. Right. Right. Like,
2: absolutely. So there's this
0: just weird idea that like, if you lose your weight with WW, you then are attached at the hip. You got to be a part of the cult-like mentality forever. And it's, weird and y'all need to stop i I agree
1: happens with a lot of different things like i don't know even i think that if you're in an institution you can still critique and speak out against that institution you know like if if so let's say like if i graduated from college and i loved my years at college i'm so thankful for those four years and they they were years of growth and change and i'm i cannot imagine my life without it because it made me who i am today and then i graduated and, and you know thinking back about like oh maybe some of those things were a little bit problematic like oh maybe maybe that wasn't maybe i don't have to think about that with rose-colored glasses like maybe i still can critique that institution a little bit that's kind of how i view ww you know like that's i can't tell my story without ww but also like we're able to look back and be like oh like hmm or like if you were in a relationship with someone that like you know it it was great but it wasn't for you and so you broke up and you can you know be like ariana grande and sing like this is what i learned from this person and thank right. you next you know i think yeah. that that we that that's a natural thing that we're able to do in a lot of other places um, but for some reason, because it's a company, because it's a lifestyle, yeah, it has cult-ish.
2: Well, and I think people are just—I don't like people putting us into that space that we're like Weight Watcher haters because we're not. You know what I mean? And that's the point. I, mm-hmm. I'm not—at least I am not a Weight Watcher hater. Neither are you. We just uh, have evolved, and we want people to know that. Yes, if you want to join Weight Watchers, we're here for you. We have lots of things that we talk about, about why we like the program. Almost everybody on our podcast is a Weight Watcher person. I mean, really, we have a lot of people that come from that space. But we also have the right to share some of the things that have been challenging about being on that program. And the goal of this podcast is to help people, to help Absolutely. people in their wellness journey. And if we can have help help someone who's starting their Weight Watcher journey approach it in a different way so that they're not posting their same loss of the same two pounds for a year. You know what I mean? That's the goal, that they can approach it in in a way that it is a tool and not a lifestyle you know what I mean um in, in a way that mentally it doesn't mess with their heads that's the goal right mm, I mean yeah. I think that's the goal so Absolutely. that's it you know don't come for us because we love you
1: yeah we want to help you <laughs> that's all I don't know if we explicitly said how <laughs> bullshit the two pound um goal weight is I'm not sure if we said that explicitly but, but that's like,
2: ugly that part is the ugly okay. part Okay. I mean, we're
1: going to do oh, it. Well, right- I, brought, I no. mentioned it, but yeah, it's. it's yeah, not, but yeah, that is sort of ugly because th- really it's really
0: hard. Well, our ugly stuff's pretty ugly. You can but, eat a pickle. Um, but You can I eat a pickle. It's, and it's, be maybe up it's right wrong. on the line of bad and ugly because it really is. It's not. I'm sorry. There's going to be no point in your life where you're going to only be two pounds over. I mean, I can gain eight pounds in one day. Like I can weigh myself in the morning, weigh myself at night and literally be 10 pounds heavier because that's how bodies work. Like it's so it's it's just mind blowing to me. And that's something that I hated about workshops was the weigh ins and like just seeing people's values. Like you could see it in their, their faces. Face. I mean, There's- I watched grown men and women cry because of what the scale said, and they did it in front of you know a whole room full of people. Like, that's
2: yeah. can't do that, so I don't do that. Oh my god, yeah. no, no, no.
1: And, no. and, and what's crazy too, like, this also is what I'm talking about about like WW trying to be both things, like trying to be not diet culture, but also diet culture. Like, you can't you can't say like, Oh, it's beyond, it's about beyond the scale. It's about a number. That's not on the scale. It's, it's about all this stuff, about your mindset. It's about all this, but it's like, no, it's not because you're still requiring them to, to, to wait. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You can only opt out a one way in a month. If you're a studio member, that's bullshit. Like I get that on the app, you can set your points as like maintaining. That's all it really is. You're changing your points from losing to maintenance. Right. Um, but you can't, oh, as a studio no. member, go to a workshop and not weigh in. And that's yeah. bullshit. That's such bullshit. And I see people, and then what do people do? They just stop going, right? right. They they let go of their support and their group because they're like, well, I don't want to go and I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to <laughs> feel bad about myself because yeah. I know the scale is not going to say what I think it should say. Yeah. And that's just like, I don't know. They got to find a better way.
2: I, would agree. I mean, I went to one meeting was not for me. I, I mean, it just because it's no, it was not. I went to one meeting. It, it, it was a line of people, like you said, and, and, and don't get me wrong for some people, it's for them, but I would rather spend money on therapy because I, I really would. Yeah. And there was a long line of people. And I just felt weird about standing in line to be weighed in. Like, I just felt weird about it. It like made cattle. me comfortable. And, 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 and that is no, you know, shade to anyone who is comfortable or wants to do that, but I'm yeah. like, this is not for me. Like, I mean, it just wasn't for me. I didn't make me feel motivated. It didn't feel it make me feel excited. And then I saw these women running it and changing their clothes. Cause they had to wear the same outfit yes. and they wear every week or some shit. And they had like people not drinking on.
0: water, people, not eating, yeah. people literally almost like, passing um, out because they don't the want, bathroom. I mean, I've, literally if I wake up and weigh what's myself like, and on? then take a sip of water, I'll literally be up two pounds. No. Like it's, our bodies like, are crazy, y'all. No, I was done. The lady
2: had like a three-piece suit on. She came from like her business deal, went and took all her clothes off, put some shit on <laughs> and came back out. And I'm like, and then after she was done, went in and put the suit back on. I'm like, what's happening? And she's like, oh, this is my weigh-in outfit. I'm like, oh, that sure seems like a lot of work. You know, and she's like, it is, but my fucking outfit weighs like five pounds. <laughs> so I'm not doing it. And I thought there's hell to the no. Am I doing this every uh, week? I'm not doing that.
1: And so, it is insane that this is like, this is a like that didn't that outfit did not change anything about her body, I and mean, it could have. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Well, we like, live in Minnesota, right. people I mean, wear like, big ass sweaters and shit, but right, but this, it's like like her actual body, right? Right, right, right. like the the thing, the energy, the energy that we right. put into like thinking about gaming this system where like who is the winner? Who's the winner in that, like. At the end of yeah. the day, you're, you're wasting your time and your energy. And for what? But like Mentally, like, mentally, for me, I
2: knew that I couldn't do this. I, I thought to myself mentally, this would not be healthy for me to do every single yeah. freaking week. Yeah. So that's I only, why I didn't go. Yeah. yeah I, I only
0: I did know. it to get lifetime because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Cause like I said, I was in the, in the dub dub like mindset. Right. right. So that's when I joined workshops because I was like, oh yeah, I want a free membership. I don't want to pay for value to them. Yeah. And I made some good friends and yeah. And the workshops, they can be, like I said, all depends on the leader, but they can be super beneficial and you learn a lot and there's a lot of support and you get to cheer people on and there can be a lot of good. Right. But Mm,
1: Again, I'm saying all of this stuff now, but I also, yeah, like I started in workshops and I was a leader. I, I like, I was leading the, those workshops and I think I was a pretty good leader as, you know, trying to make things as holistic and grace-filled as possible. But at the end of the day, it's still like within, you know, the confines of these people are lining up to weigh in and and then they feel you can ruin someone's day because of like, they see on the scale so let's hope you've helped a lot
2: of people i'm sure you in the end you probably did help a lot of people so you know okay let's get into the ugly all
0: right (laughs) well i got one It's i think it's on the border too but uh you know we're talking about i mean obviously we're all part of like the instagram world so we get to see like the ambassadors and all the internet stuff that happens right so because ww is such a it's a massive company there are many different departments, right? So a lot of what we get to see is their social media team and the ambassadors that they pick, um, (laughs) specifically in this last year have been really problematic, right? Um, I see so many ambassadors that have horrible disordered eating and they're promoting it as the program, right? Because that's how they choose to use the program. Um, and then we see, uh, was that in June they posted their their black square like every other big company and I wish you guys could see Elena's eye roll right now. <laughs> um, you know they posted their we're gonna do better and be better. Um, and that post initially, first of all, didn't even have a Black Lives Matters hashtag or even mention Black Lives Matter or what was actually going on. Um, it was then later added after people called them out in the comments. Um, And then, so then we sit and wait, right? Everybody's like, all right, well, let's sit back and wait and see what they do. They made, I believe, 22 new people ambassadors between then and now. And one of them, one was a black woman. And on the same day that they named her as an ambassador, they named also a very racist, very publicly racist white girl as an ambassador on the same day. How the fuck does that happen? (laughs) Cause they're
2: not paying ha. attention.
0: That's ha. how. No, I don't know. Some, yes. I, I feel like their social media team knows what they're doing. Cause they've done a lot of very, um, I would say when you have a business
2: of 22,000 employees that your social media team is probably very small and they're not paying attention. They don't, it's young people that
0: are not. Okay. Well, if they're, if they're a big it company make it okay. and they want to learn okay. and they want to do better, then they should be educating all of their employees from top to bottom on the systematic issues on how to be more conscious and aware. Right. But clearly they are not just recently what just a few weeks ago, they added uh, again, a publicly known racist company to their products. Like I saw that. How, how does this happen?
2: (laughs) Someone should be fired. I mean, really like that's how they should deal with it. Like someone should, they're not paying attention. They're not.
1: I no, mean, they're paying clearly. attention.
0: They know what they're doing.
1: I think that this comes back to uh, this ladder, the system of bodily hierarchy that I mean I mentioned at the beginning. Again, you guys gotta read this book. It's like
2: I know I feel like <laughs> I need to get it.
1: <laughs> but it's it's I will. So it's like it's no surprise then that a system like a company that is would only exist because of fat phobia. Is also sitting up here in the same tree with racism. Like right. racism and fat phobia, they're like in the group chat together. They're like hanging out, they're buds. Like it's so they're they're branches of the same tree. Like it's hard to it's hard to take them apart, especially because when our whole system is based on the system of bodily hierarchy, like the people at the top of the hierarchy is also have the most gaining power and and spending power. And that's that, and they're at the bottom at the end of the day, they're a company that cares about the bottom line They care about the spending yeah. power. They're not going no to like, honestly, the only reason why anyone would actually do the work of becoming anti-racist is because they just know in their hearts, it's the good thing to do. There's yes. no, there's no like, I agree to, to doing it. If you've had so much success just ignoring Black lives and ignoring Black health. Like I, I was a, I was a workshop leader. I was a coach in the South Side of Chicago. It was overwhelmingly Black um, employees and Black uh, community members, and it was a, it was a beautiful studio. It was actually named after Jennifer Hudson, who also comes from the South Side of Chicago. But there was no support for us. And all of a sudden on like a Sunday or something, our, our territory manager had us on a phone call. And she basically said like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna close down the studio because she gave some like bullshit answer because of something with like a rent or a lease or something. And then they said like, no, well, we're, we're really gonna, we're really gonna try. We're really gonna like, we want to get you a permanent space. Like it's important that we serve this community. Um, but then they just put us up in the Hyatt as like a traveler location where you could just go. And we were in the conference room at the Hyatt. Um, and they are like, we'll only be here for two, for two months. You know, we'll give them, we'll give all of the members um, a free month of WW. And um, they can also come, they can also go to the other locations in Chicago. Mind you, like two miles in Chicago I used to or to like live in Chicago. Like, hey, I'm That's not convenient. Yeah, <laughs> the south side To the North side. It's, it's, years away. Yeah, it's like, not convenient at all. Like, it's not convenient. And it's basically a slap in the face to be like, Oh yeah, just go to the, just go to the North side. Like, right. and they were like, okay, we'll have this for just two months. And then three months, four months, they kept pushing it back until it was, I think past a year. Uh, don't quote me on that. I don't remember exactly fall two. I don't know. I can do the math later. And and
2: a long time, a long time
1: <laughs> until, until. Oh, yeah, it was a year. It was a year because it was October to October. And then when the pandemic hit, I, I couldn't find them anywhere. They were like, oh, try virtual workshops. I was like, oh, this will be great. I can connect with the people from my Hyde Park location and they were gone they were gone from i couldn't find anything online i couldn't find anything even like I, I and i couldn't get a hold of my of my coworkers that i had worked with so they let this group of older cuz they were mostly older black uh community members passionate ww members like ww members who would like bring their friends and their family like members who had given so much to this company they let them out, they left them out to dry in the middle of a pandemic. And I honestly was like, okay, so we know how this pandemic works out. We know how it affects communities of color. We know how it affects the elderly. Honestly, I like could probably weep because some of those members are probably not with us anymore, thanks to the pandemic. And just like the other systemic issues that have led to them being constantly looked over by people in power. And that's ww that includes ww so yeah. like that is some of the behind the scenes for you people who like <laughs> just, just know about ww because of instagram or, or like yeah. just, right. so, just that
0: little blip well it. and
1: and your story isn't
0: the only story like that um i have uh quite a few followers in puerto rico i'm puerto rican and they closed every single location in puerto rico there is not one studio for people to go to. And this is, I mean, it happens all over. I mean, didn't they fire like hundreds of people via zoom and muted them and just like, let all these people go. And I'd I'd be willing to bet a lot of those people, uh, were hosting workshops in areas, just like what you're talking about. Right. And I heard from a, uh, an employee, I won't name her, but, um, that at the start of this pandemic that they weren't even a, like as a coach or a guide, you weren't even allowed to talk about the pandemic. Like if people were bringing it up, you were like instructed to change the topic and like divert away from it. And, um, I've heard that about eating disorders as well, that employees aren't allowed to talk about eating disorders. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if this person is telling me the truth, I don't know if you can verify that.
1: (laughs) uh, It is is helpful, like knowing the stuff that employees are told because, and and I think that like, that goes back to some of the reasons why I think, you know, that I mentioned back at the good section, because I think that there is a lot of stuff that is told to the employees. That's like, Oh, we want this to be an inviting place and blah, 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 blah. But I don't know about disordered eating. I know that like the, literal only thing I ever heard about, um, disorders is that like, you can't, if you have a BMI below something, I don't, I don't know anything that would be like underweight. If you have a, if you're, if you have a BMI that's underweight, you are not allowed to join WW. That was the only thing that I ever heard. Um, but I think that that's, that, that is, that is misguided because we know that people can have eating disorders who are, you know, who yeah. are obese, who are morbidly <laughs> obese, who are overweight, who are it's not
2: mutually exclusive. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely not.
0: you know, but I think when it comes down to it, you know, just like we talked about in the beginning of this episode, at the end of the day, like WW is a corporation. So, um, just like, all of our systems specifically in America. And we're talking about capitalism. It's about money, money. That's really all it comes down to. And their demographic is not people of color. Their demographic is not low income, right? It's white people. I mean, it's the middle-aged white people that is their demographic. So that is who gets catered to. So when you see the tokenism, when you see these issues happening on their social media team, and you see this performative, shit that they keep doing that's why this is really that simple right
2: it's really not what it comes simple. down it's what it comes down they, to so
0: they can say all they want they want to do, do better and be better and that they care about black lives um and that they care about XYZ, whatever, and their CEO can care about these things, but that doesn't mean that as a company that they're making company. the changes that they need to be making, right? We keep seeing these they issues want. in their social media team. I'd be willing to bet their entire social media team is white. Well, and I think the
2: bottom line is is they're making all their decisions based on what's gonna make the money and they're not looking any further. I mean, just like you said, and it is, it comes down to money and it comes down to, we did market research. Here's the people that we're going to target just like every single large company. And that's just how it works and it will continue to work there. It's never going to change. So when you see businesses that you think are really diverse and inclusive, well, what are their demographic? That could be why it feels that way. You know what I mean? Not, it's not always because they are, it's because that's their demo. I mean, you look at shoe companies, well, Hmm, who are their brand ambassadors? Athletes. You know what I mean? Who are basketballers, football players? Most of them, a lot of them are African American. I mean, they are diverse. Like, so it, it, it really comes down to for big, big companies, they do the research and whoever makes the money is who they target. And that's how it works. Period. <laughs> you know what I mean, so as much as we wish that like by bitching and complaining and we want people to do things it doesn't move the needle unless it's money focused it's just not going to it sucks Mm -hmm. it does but that's why when you support small businesses and medium-sized businesses, who can make those decisions and it doesn't take freaking three years you know what I mean to to change something that's what you get when you work with smaller companies I mean you're able to have those kinds of decisions and have that kind of impact I think
1: yeah. I think that it just comes down to that. It comes down to it being a business. And it's really unfortunate that like, even if, even if it was a diverse workforce, it's still the culture of the company, right? It's the culture of the company to make, to make money. And like, even, even like being a person of color in the workforce, like sometimes it's really difficult to try to like, to try to push this like giant barge of a company into another direction. If, it, if you're just like, a little person you know and sometimes it's just like easier to try to just be like okay well this isn't going to happen so maybe my being here is enough um but it's not enough so. this is yeah
2: good. this is why we're talking you yeah. know what i mean like this Absolutely. is what the dialogue is for
0: yeah and before we started recording you talked a little bit about like discomfort do you do you want to talk yeah. about that before we're recording and this was some knowledge all right yeah
1: so this is so a couple months ago I did this uh, training at my at my workplace. So <laughs> speaking of, um, and I, I, I'm a teacher. I work at a school, and this was a, a training for diversity and inclusion and equity, which can be an uncomfortable topic for some people. So our um, our facilitator, and she said, "Okay, I'm going to lead you guys in an exercise. I want you to think of a lesson that still." maybe 5, 10 years later, you still, you learned this five or 10 years ago, and you still keep this lesson with you to this day. It was a very important lesson that you learned, and you think about it all the time, and you would not be the person you are today without learning that lesson. So we all thought about, you know, that lesson, and if you're listening, you can, you can follow along, and you can think about a time in your life when you learned a lesson. Okay, now I want you to think about the context in which you learned that lesson, the things that were happening in your life, the things that were going on, where you were, your age, your place, what, what what was happening, and then she asked us to put that in the chat. Obviously, this was on Zoom, so the Zoom chat filled up with people saying, you know, it was a breakup, it was a cross-country move, it was the death of a loved one, it was um, the death of a friend, and as we watched all of these uh contexts fill the chat she said okay and now you'll notice something that every single one of these lessons was learned in a place of discomfort these were not situations that you would wish yourself to be in but you'll actually find that when you're in these situations that's when change happens and that's when growth happens. A lot of times we see discomfort as a problem to be solved and we want a quick fix to solve that problem. And we want to figure out a way to like plug the hole and and stop that discomfort from coming in. But actually discomfort is a great way to live and learn and change. And actually discomfort is kind of the ideal setting for learning. And so it's not a problem to be solved. Instead, a discomfort should be a tension to be managed, to sit in and ask questions and, and to, to wonder where you are and what you can learn from this. And so ever since that training, I've come back to that so many times. And especially in this place where I'm kind of fi- feeling a little bit uncomfortable, like, oh, like, can I do this without WW, like, am I, can I trust myself? I don't know, I don't know. And so if you also are having those kinds of thoughts or you're having discomfort where you think about leaving WW or or loosening your grip on it or or maybe joining WW and you have some discomfort with that, I would just encourage you um, into a space of inquiry with that discomfort and to engage in it in a way that is mindful, in a way that is honoring, and in a way that you can learn from it.
0: We love it. Thank Perfect. you so much for joining us, Elena. Yeah, this, was this was incredible. Oh, thank yes, you. Yeah, so good I- to meet you. Yes. Oh, and I, I really hope that time. you guys got some good helpful information. I hope you sit with your discomfort and grow from this episode because yes. that's what we want. That's all we want. Yes. We want everybody to succeed and okay. just to be well. And find their path. Yes. Yes. Your are path. it doesn't path. have to look like our path, but yeah. don't be afraid to question <sighs>
1: <Exactly>. the systems. <laughs> <laughs>